What's up, Joes? And welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Fuck. Goddamn, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Shanahan, Rafael Chaidez back with you. I forgot how weird that intro was. I thought it was shorter for some reason. I don't know. Our future wolf gang kill them all. Dude, that's like one of my favorite songs off Tyler's first album. And that first album is my favorite. Uh, two thousand what? Let's Late two thousand twelve, two thousand eleven, maybe. Yeah, a lot. Of, yeah, it was about. Right. It was. It was like late two thousand ten, early two thousand eleven ish. Um, somewhere in to, there. I used to walk to that, but see, I got the I got the mashup where they had their best hits all on one thing. It was like oh, a DJ word. thing where they had all their things. Word. And then that then I expanded from there. Then I started downloading all their stuff and i'm like holy shit all these guys have an album yeah i'm like what the fuck all of like even the djs in there had like mellow hype you had uh earl doing his shit yeah forget what the damo genesis had a pretty he had pretty good ones yeah there's uh there's domo there's there's a couple of different like subgroups where like it's like domo and taco and i don't like i taco is one of the guys i don't like from the group I don't like the the whole funny thing from him. It's like, yeah. Haji's my to be... Haji was my favorite. I besides, beats, yeah. besides Tyler, like I like Earl. Earl's just got kind of a different a different mm-hmm. vibe. But like as far as <laughs> my two favorite rappers from the group, it was it was Haji and fucking Tyler. Fuck, I forget the dude's name. Mike Mike G. I really like Mike G. He's a guy with the dreads. He did Ali. Mm-hmm. That's why I played sandwiches because I like the way that that Tyler and fucking Haji go back and forth on that track. Yeah, they did a lot of good shit. Haji's got some fucked up lines in there. Mm-hmm. So is Tyler, but <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah, up, brother? I, I, How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Not too bad. Good. Not too bad. Good man. Just uh, enjoying life, doing stuff. Oh yeah. Saw Theo Vaughn on Thursday. Yeah. That's why we can't record. Yeah, how was that? How was that? Um, it was pretty awesome. Got dropped off. Uh, me and Toucan went. Um, the local comedians were hilarious as well. They had the opener that was funny. He had jokes about his new haircut that were pretty funny. You know, that's it's hard. It's a hard subject to make funny, but right, did it. And then we had um, we had some Iranian dude that was pretty funny up there. A lot of racial jokes from him. Hilarious. And then uh, we had some chick go up, and then after the girl, did we have some? No, after the girl, we had Theo, and uh, Theo was hilarious. If you guys haven't seen Theo Vaughn, he's doing, I think he's go, he's going around to a bunch of clubs and just doing clubs. So I definitely would check him out. Uh, I would check out his podcast too. This past weekend, pretty hilarious. Him and his uh, gender neutral haircut. So get in there. He does have a general neutral haircut. That, that's how he started off. I'm not trying to give away his set or anything, but that's how he started off his uh, his set with uh, talking about his gender gender neutral haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he goes on from there, so it's pretty hilarious. All right, I haven't really gotten into Theo. Like, not 
not like on purpose or anything like that. <laughs> I just haven't listened. Even like I haven't listened to a lot of the episodes he's on with Rogan. The little bit I have, I, I do think he's funny. You know what I mean? But it's it's not somebody that I I deep dwell delve into like as soon as the first time I heard him like mm-hmm. Joey and fucking Tom. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's Bert, different, but he's funny. He's got his I, own thing. Yeah, or Ari even too. Yeah, I think Ari's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I frequent Ari's as well. I do a lot more this past weekend with um, Theo now. Been doing that a lot more. I'll have to check uh, out some more Theo to kind of get into it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen the specials on Netflix? <laughs> I haven't. I don't. I think use... he's got. I think he's got two of them, but I think thirty <laughs> pounds of hamster bones is the pretty funny one. Okay, I don't use my Netflix enough. He's on there. I don't know if he has one or two, but he, he's got some out there that are pretty funny. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah, but I'm glad I went to go check him out. I'm going to go. I, I, the Life Factory was uh, was small. Yeah. But I guess I wouldn't expect. I, I, I should have expected that from a comedy club because this is a real comedy club. Right. Yeah. Um, we have uh, a club in Grand Rapids that uh, gets co- uh, comedians free. Joey's played there. Um, it's not a very big room, so so somebody like a Tom or a Bird or something like that wouldn't play there. But um, Uncle Joey's still kind of in that mid range; like he sells out places like that, but he's not quite ready to to go to the next bigger level room yet. Um, but it's called Doctor Grins in Grand Rapids, and it's it's like that. It's like a real comedy club. It's you know not a huge place, but it's a traditional traditional comedy club. Yeah. Um, everyone got to meet Theo, give him a hug after the show. My phone was dead, so I didn't get to take a picture with him. But uh, I took a picture of the sign and then the show. I went, well, a couple of hours after work, that's when I went. I listened to podcasts all day, so my phone just died. Right. But uh, he was shaking everyone's hand after the show, taking pictures of them, letting him, letting everyone see his belt. He had the fighter and the kid belt. Nice. He's He's an awesome guy. He was out there for a while because... He was shaking up with everybody, and he did everybody because me and Toucan, uh, we smoked a joint like half a block down by the alley. Dude, you're you're so right. Smoking out in public is so much different. Yeah, man. <laughs> we, we just got dropped off downtown, and then we just started smoking like a, a block away uh, from the club. We, we took two joints. I took one joint, he took one joint, and we smoked mine right before we went in. And um, there was hot chicks walking by, and they were like, smells good and i was like god damn i didn't know what the hell was going on i was confused i'm like what's going on i'm like people used to look at me like a criminal not anymore like, bro smoking, yeah like i was like people like point at you and be like that guy's smoking weed over there get him no but like this time around people were walking by like oh it smells good well mostly hot girls yeah they're pretty pretty hot and i was like what y'all bitches smoke weed too not some see? fine white girl that's what i've been telling you man like we, we granted though granted we were on the north side next to the Cubs Stadium. We weren't on the southwest side or southeast side over here in Chicago. I've smoked or, I've smoked right outside of Wrigleyville. <laughs> when I mean, I went, it's a lot easier in Wrigleyville because well when I went to see Dillinger at the I think it was the Metro. Um I can never fucking remember where what it was, but we ended up we parked right at Wrigleyville because there wasn't a game going on, and uh, we just stood right outside our car. The parking, the chick running the lot was like standing there. We're like, "Is it cool if we smoke?" So I don't give a fuck. 
Uh, so I might just go check out the comment or the Laugh Factory just to uh, just to check it out. Not even go check out a huge act like uh, Theo. Maybe just to see what they do because they do open mics. Yeah, they throw up their comics on, on on Facebook. I've shared their their page before on YouTube or sorry on Facebook where you can see their open micers. I wouldn't mind going and seeing what they have. Uh, taking some notes, seeing how they go up there, how they present themselves, how they form jokes. Like I said, I, I wouldn't mind trying something out, even if I bomb, just to try it out. Fuck it. They say they say that podcasting is kind of like the the exercise before the writing to then get on stage. It, it all kind of helps and leads into one another yeah. if you do it right. So, you know, just doing this in front of a camera, doing this for people and shit like that, and recording and knowing people's going to, People are going to hear this. It kind of helps out a little bit, I guess, when you go on stage and not have that fucking freezing up. Kind of, I guess you get your mind working and you constantly are talking not to have that air. That's exactly what it is. Like you'll, you'll still have to get used to doing it in front of people, but Mm -hmm. it, it strips it. It strips part of the challenge down because like you said, you're already mentally used to preparing something that, you know, somebody's going to listen to, to not leave dead air. To, you know, just just getting comfortable talking for people, and then it's just the next progression of getting comfortable talking in front of people. Um, but even and if like, even if at first you got to figure out something where like, for example, like when I first started performing, I really couldn't make eye contact with people, and I and I paced a lot. Um. It was something I had to consciously tell myself to do to start, you know, looking around into the crowd. And I still don't make direct eye contact with people, but, like, I can look out into the crowd. I just don't – I try not to catch eyes with somebody, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, that was was what I had to do in the beginning to just even be comfortable. Yeah. So even if you got to do something like that, like, fuck it. Mitch Hedberg yeah, so, never really looked at people. He always no, no, he's always looking down and shit. Looking down at the ground and yeah. shit like that. So, yeah, so I'm definitely gonna check out the Laugh Factory. Maybe take my brother and my nephew, uh, so they can check out some comedy, even some local comedy. That was Thursday, uh, Friday. I went to my friend's barbecue after work. I showed up like around eight. Uh, my friend's leaving to California. He's got his girl over there. She's an aerospace engineer, right out of U of I. He, he, he met her in U of I, and they kind of started dating over there. That's what's up. Right, right after college, she took off over there because she got a job, and he stayed here in Chicago, and uh, she's kind of settled over there. So I'm like, dude, why the fuck are you still here? Not that I don't want him here, but... Right, go where the money's at. Yeah, she's got a place already. She's kind of set. There's free, well, not free, legal, like, weed now. And um, who knows? Who knows what kind of job he can get? And she's over an there. aerospace engineer. Yeah, she's an aerospace engineer. So I'm like, dude, she's already got money. I'm right. like, you just find some fucking job or take care of the kids. You're set, bro. Is he, do they is have the... kids? No, but like, what if they could Yeah, go knock her up then. Knock her up, yeah. Exactly. And be like, I'm taking care of the kids. <laughs> go put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. Knock her mm-hmm. up. Get on but the insurance. cool thing is, I got to see him on Friday. And uh, he has a lot of spray paint. So I might be acquiring like four crates of spray paint, different various colors for my collection nice yeah i'm turning into what said is he a tagger no no but he's a crafty ass dude he just Uh, he he's really really crafty he 
he built me my um my hydroponic set in Word. champagne like he he put in like a, a gauge on the outside too like a tube on the outside so i could see how much water was in there we got pumps we he's he's really crafty so he, he had spray paint just to spray paint stuff i, I thought <laughs> i thought maybe he had it because he was a tagger no nah, i don't think he's that good unless he's never shown anybody and he's that good, and he's like a uh, fucking Banksy or some bullshit. So I respect, I respect taggers. It's a fundamental. Oh, a lot of my it. friends are taggers, and I know he did hang out with some taggers, but I don't think he was a tagger. He, he does have a lot of spray paint, so I could be mistaken. He just kept his mouth shut. But I'm going to get that spray paint now, so. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I could work on some more dios. I've been working on techniques and looking at videos so I can build up my craft in it and i could uh do some more i'm trying to get bricks down i'm trying to go through that white styrofoam i came across a, a bunch of white styrofoam people gave me styrofoam right so i'm trying to go through that all of it that they gave me on practice techniques so i can move over to the pink styrofoam you know the real the thinner one but it's a lot sturdier and it doesn't have the little dots mm-hmm. like it's a lot more put together so i'm uh, that one's a lot better to paint with a lot better to sand a lot better to paint on it's just it's better so i'm gonna switch to that but i want to get i want to get some practice in on all this free foam i got so hell yeah yeah but i dissed a lot of people at the barbecue well not really i just didn't want to talk to a lot of people so i was cordial i wasn't an asshole but it's like why fake the funk anymore yeah it's like why why are we doing this but other than that my parents are back back to normal I don't got to feed dogs and water plants anymore. <laughs> I don't got to pick up loads of dog shit, which is good. Uh, what about you, Jeff? Not much at all, man. Not much at all. Fucking. Uh, SummerSlam was Sunday, I guess, too. I forgot about that. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about? I mean, I mean, Brock lost the title. Brock dropped the title. He's looking a lot thinner. Yeah, a lot thinner. I saw a pictures. Daniel was talking some shit, too. Yeah. Daniel, uh, DC was putting out some tweets. Uh, it was a, it was an all right SummerSlam. I'm, I'm probably gonna do a breakdown tomorrow on it. Uh, they had some good matches. Ronda won the title too. She's the women's champion. Saw that. Didn't see. Yeah, they put, saw the result. They, they put her over hard. She was just whooping the shit out of Alexa Bliss. But I guess if she's gonna be your money horse, you got to strap on the saddle now. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get that money. But um, it's there... interesting because now it opens it it opens up the the raw roster to see w- what's really going to go on. They they formed the Shield yesterday on SmackDown again, so they're bringing that back. I think and... I saw you posted that in uh, the Full Hill Podcast Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. Ambrose Ambrose came back uh, last week to help Seth at SummerSlam, and then they formed the they formed the Shield on Monday. A great ploy or a great idea in order to not get Roman booed. Definitely worked. As soon as Roman came out on Monday, he was getting booed, booed, and then when they formed the Shield, they were all getting cheered. So, yeah, they love the Shield, just don't really want anything to do with Roman. No, dude, I thought they were gonna put him over heavy on Brock. It was because it, it, it started off with Braun coming out because he has the Money in the Bank bullshit. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm gonna come out here, and whoever's left at the end, that's who I'm facing. I'm not gonna cash it in during the match. So Roman takes advantage and he starts hitting him with the Superman punches, Superman punches. He hit him with like three and then like three spears. 
And I'm like, what the fuck? Are they going to job Brock out like this? All nasty? But no, they made Brock come back strong, and then they had like a little mini-match. And then Brock got distracted and got pinned clean, actually, by by Roman. You gotta and put him over clean. If you didn't... Was no, dude, I thought there was a cash-in. I thought there was gonna be a cash-in, and nope. They ended the show. If they didn't put him over clean, the fans were gonna eat fucking Roman apart. I thought they were gonna make Braun pin Brock. Like, cash it in and pin Brock, and Roman wasn't even gonna get the chance, but you know, they're they're pushing. They they're not stopping with the push on Roman. They're not letting. They're, they're not letting up on it. No, they're not going to not try to push Roman Reigns. That's what I mean. Like they they they're fucking. <clears throat> they're locked in, invested on pushing that kid. So they know they got to put him over clean, and they can't just fucking give some bullshit. And then they couldn't immediately job him over to Braun. Yeah, they need some story behind it. Well, they can't make him look weak either. We get, yeah. if, you're gonna, if they're going to continue to try to push him. so. And I like the shield thing. It makes him look a little bit weaker, but everyone wants a shield. Yeah, I was going to say it balances out. It's believable. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's been some weeks. We finally got a fight card this weekend. Yeah. Pretty good one on paper. And it's free, right? Yes, sir. Free regular time scheduling, or are they move? Is this, no, this is no, it's regular. It's FS1. Uh, starting at uh, six thirty for fight pass. FS2 prelims at eight p.m. and then over to FS1 at ten. Probably because six baseball six fight main card. Six fight main card for my four fight prelim, three fight early. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your main event, number seven, Justin Gagey, taking on number 10, James the Texecutioner, Vic. Gagey coming off of several knockouts. Yeah. He only has two losses? Yeah. Well, they would be the knockouts, right? The last two. Last two fights, both ending by knockout. In favor yep. of the opponent. Mm-hmm. But it would it was Poirier and Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Two guys that just fought for title contention. Well, I mean, Michael Johnson kind of pieced Gagey up till Gagey knocked him out. Yeah. Gagey outwilled him. Yeah. He wanted it more. Vic on a uh, four-fight win streak with submission win over Abel Trujillo. A first-round knockout over Marco Polo Reyes, a second-round knockout of Joe Duffy, and most recently a unanimous decision over Francisco Trinaldo back in February. Man. Six inches of reach, uh, four inches of height, and three inches of leg reach, all in favor of James Vick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a tough one to call, man. It is. <clears throat> because is this finally going to be the time where we see Justin use some of that wrestling skill that he has? And if so, that can be a dangerous place because James Vick is pretty good on the ground. Yeah. He's got some submissions. Um, And he's very long. Yeah, to get those angles in and sneak something in. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's because we know how Gaethje's going to fight. It's, it depends on how Vic is going to come in. Vic, and yeah. he, I think he does have the skills to to play it smart, work the outside, work his range since he is a longer fighter. But how soon enough does Gaethje just start the leg kicks, the relentless leg kicks to try to stop this guy's movement? It's weird because Vic has been winning a lot. Like he's he's finished all of his fights. Like in the last three. Oh no, not the last one. Sorry, not uh, against. Yeah, uh, three, before that, three of the last four on yeah. this on this run, he's finished, and uh, he has he was. But they've been tough fights, haven't they? Because it's not like he goes in there and he <sighs> dominates completely. He gets the finishes, but they're they're definitely contested fights. Um. Well, he knocked out Reyes in the first round uh but he was it, yeah it was 20 to 16 striking in favor of Vic uh yeah, 40 42 to 25 striking for Joe or in the Joe Duffy fight with Joe Duffy getting two takedowns um I wanted Joe Duffy to win that one too that I'm like I, I really he dominated I don't know I've never really been like so big on James Vic Vic gets taken down a lot I mean, just looking he, five times in his last two fights. Trujillo snuck one in on him before he got submitted. Um, I want to go with Vic, but I think I'm going to go with Gaethje. Vic, Gaethje needs to do- I love Justin needs- Gaethje. I, yeah. I, I, I do, and I was, I was definitely fucking high praises on him coming into the fight into the UFC but it's hard to pick against Vic yeah on his tear but man it's it's winner it's winner die for Gagey like if he loses for three in a row he's got to be gone I would think, especially if Vic knocks him out. And it's a huge fight for James Vic. Biggest name on his resume. Yeah, definitely. God damn it. It's hard to pick against Gaethje. I'm going to go with Gaethje, but I won't be shocked if Vic, if Vic wins it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really tough fight to call. But I'm going with Gaethje, too. Your co-main event, Michael the Menace Johnson taking on Andre Touchy Feely. The worst fucking nickname. What Michael Johnson's on there? Besides him and fucking Uncle Creepy had the two worst nicknames. I think Touchy's a little bit worse though. Touchy is especially when your last name is Feely. It's just terrible. Yeah. But uh, Feely coming off of two straight wins over Artem Loboff back in October of 2017. And uh, most recently, Dennis Bermudez in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnson. Is that 145, right? Yes, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Yep. Yep, 145 pounds. It's going to be a good fight, but um, I think uh, Michael Johnson has the tools to Dictate where this fight's going to be Johnson. and do do some damage on the floor. Might be winner go home for Mr. Johnson, too. It's three. He's already three in a row. God uh, dang. 
two straight at 55, and then he lost to – wait, is Elkins a 45er? He lost to, to Darren Elkins by submission in his last fight. Mm. Yeah, at 145, so that was his debut at 45, so he'll probably – Damn, he needs a win. Needs a win bad. bad. Yeah. Against the surging Andre Feely. Ooh, I'm going to take Feely. I'm going to take Johnson. Johnson, I agree with what you said about Johnson having the tools yeah. to get it done. But um, does he? But does he? Yeah, that's the thing. I I, I like Michael Johnson. I always have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I mean, Feely's only losses. I mean, he's got a loss. It's, it's yeah, year. Like, he lost to Calvin. Lost to Calvin Qatar back in 2017. Uh, yeah, year was in 2016. He had a win over Hakan Diaz in between the two. Um, he lost to Godfredo Pepe back in 2015, and Max Holloway in 2014. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six, six wins in the UFC for Feely. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Feely. But like I said, I, I I agree with everything you said about Michael Johnson's tools. I just don't know if he's gonna be able to get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 11, Courtney Castiron Casey taking on Angela Hill. Courtney Casey coming off of a, two straight losses. Lost to Michelle Watterson most recently in April. And the split decision loss back in December of last year. To Felice Herrig at UFC 218 in Detroit. Mm. Courtney, Courtney, Courtney. Yep. Uh, Angela Hill, I don't believe, has fared much. Well, her first stint in the UFC, she got her ass beat and then oh, came yeah. back. She won her most recent fight back in February over. Uh, Mor- Morose? Yeah, Miranda Morose. Right. She decision won. Yeah, she won by decision. Yeah. She had that good. She had that exciting fight. I mean, not mm-hmm. not great for her against uh, Jessica Andrade, but she uh, she showed a lot. She beat Yoder. Lost in the off. I like Angela's skill sets. I think she just lacks power in her striking to really be that effective with it. Right. I think just people aren't scared and they just kind of uh, try to bring it to her while she's using the outside game a lot. Sometimes that doesn't work in her favor. And Courtney Casey can throw hands. Yeah, so that's the problem. I don't, I don't think she's going to be scared of Angela Hill's power. Nah. I'm going to take Courtney Casey, even though she's got a worse record. Yeah, but. I got Courtney Casey too. Uh, third fight of the card, Jake Ellenberger, how is Jake Ellenberger still in the UFC? Taking on Brian Bam Bam Barbarena. How in the fuck is Ellenberger still in the UFC? I don't know, man. He's he's got at least like four straight losses. Three. See, one, two, three. three. He beat, yeah, he beat Mike Brown. He would have, yeah, that that Matt Brown uh, saved his career because he was on his way out. 
with uh, two straight losses to Derek Safferdine and Stephen Thompson back in 2015. <clears throat> and his lowly win over Josh Koscheck wasn't saving it. Dude, he is he has won two fights in his last I don't, eight. So out of his last ten, he's won two. He lost eight. I'm not trying to accuse him of anything, but ever since Usada's come in, he's looked nothing like himself. His chin has left him. He doesn't seem as strong, like in the grappling department. He just. I think his it. his downfall may have even been pre Usada. Because he like, this starts all the way back in when did Usada come in? This is all the way back to 2013. Mm-hmm. He this, got, is, this is a weird case, man, because it just seems like he just dropped off. There wasn't like a steady decline that we saw. It was just like a boom. Like oh, he yeah. was, a, he had a really good career going and a lot of hype behind him. And then I don't know, out of nowhere, it just seemed like it kind of just fell off the table. Well, I mean, he got derailed by Rory, and then Robbie knocked him out, and then Gastelum beat him. And he got back on track against Koscheck. But then he faced Wonder Boy, Tarek Safferdine when he came in, beat Matt Brown, saved his career, and then got beat up by Jorge Masvidal, Mike Patty, and Ben Saunders now. All these other guys either have power or striking over him Dude. that have been knocking him or beating him. I got Barbarina all day. Yeah, long. man. I really like Ellenberger, but. It's too much. It's been too much of a career. He's got 45 fights, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Barbarino. He's a tough dude, and he he doesn't get taken out of there that easily. This, I mean, shy of the main event, This the, the, the second fight of the main card might, has a possibility of being one of the more exciting fights. Uh, John Moraga taking on Davison Figueredo. Figueredo. Yeah. Figueredo yeah, being Figueredo. undefeated. Yeah, 14-0 and 0 for for uh, Figueredo. Number 14 taking on number 6, John Moraga. Uh, Figueredo coming off of wins over... Joseph Morales, Jared Brooks, and Marco Beltran. Two knockouts, one split decision. Moraga. Come on in. There we go. Moraga also three-fight win streak over uh, Askin Montarin, uh, Magomed Bibliotov, and Wilson Hayes most recently back in April. Before that, he had three straight losses. He had to get back on track. Yeah, three straight losses to to Sergio Pettis, Mateus Nicolau, and Joseph Benavides. Yeah, I've always been a Morago fan. Ever since I saw him fight Demetrius, he just—I know he got stopped and everything, but he just—he was tough there. And I know he wasn't winning, but it didn't seem like he was a hundred percent out of that fight no. until he did get submitted. But I know what you mean, and it was a late submission. Mm-hmm. It was round five. I, I'm a fan of the Chicano. I'm going to go with uh, John Moraga, even though he has that hideous back tattoo. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's, it's like a weird wannabe Wu-Tang thing that really isn't a Wu-Tang sign. It's like a f- weird wannabe Phoenix. Or, I don't know what it is. 
Yeah, I like John Moraga. Um, I don't think Figueredo has, has faced the level of competition yet that Moraga has. Moraga's just got to watch out for uh, for Figueredo's power. Yeah. But Moraga can take some shots, though. That's for what I sure. like about Moraga. And Moraga can, yeah, Moraga can take some shots. He's he's dangerous on the ground. Um, he's a ground, he's a grinder. So. Yeah. Yeah, I got Moraga as well. Uh, opening fight on the main card: Eric Anders ticking on Tim Williams. Your boy, your boy, Eric Anders or Anders. Did Anders lose against Machida? I thought he beat him, but it was like a really close fight. It might have—I might have thought he might have won, but it might have been a decision for Machida. Yeah, he lost to Machida. Yeah, Damn, he lost five rounds split decision. Split decision. Machida, he took. Yeah, that's right. Anders took him down three times. Machida outstruck him, sixty-two mm. to thirty-two. Yeah. Uh, before that, he's got wins over Rafael Natal and Marcus Perez. Uh, I think they're really behind this guy, Eric Anders, because they gave him such a jump down back in competition to get him back on the winning streak. From the, I was to say, he's the dude that fucking played football at Alabama, isn't he? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and this other guy's coming off a loss, too, but he hasn't been in the UFC. To and Williams. he got starched. Yeah. So I think they're trying to definitely give him a win. Eric Anders in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, another one, because he's been successful there. Right. Yeah, the Machido win. <laughs> Machido loss was his first loss in the UFC. Yeah. First in his career. <laughs> yeah. He didn't do that bad, but... Nah. You gotta I'm think, going with Anders. You got to think that Anders gets it done. Yeah. Definitely put my money on Anders if I was betting. <laughs> um... Your featured prelim fight, the James Krause taking on Warley Warley Alves. Warley Alves. I can't stand James Krause. Yeah, why do people hate him? Because of the show, right? I've only seen him fight, so I really don't pay attention to his... The show didn't didn't help um, for me either. Um, like just cause he was kind of a bitch on it. Like he whined a lot and shit, but I know like Ryan, Ryan actually was what pointed it out with me. And, and because he was the one who was still under contract with the UFC when they gave him the opportunity to be on that show when there was like other people that may have deserved it more than James Krause. Mm. So. I don't know. But, yeah, definitely my feelings kind of stemmed from the show. I never really liked him. I never Maybe did. just because I saw a couple of clips where they painted him negatively on the show, but who yeah. knows. I, know. um, I do like Warley uh, because he submitted the fuck out of <laughs> Mike Colby <Barry>? Queefington. <laughs> or, yeah, that's right. Kobe Queefington. That's who it was. I was thinking yeah, he jumped, he, jumped, he jumped to a fucking guillotine quick. And uh, he'd slap that on quick. But uh, I like Warley. I don't know whose losses are too, though. I know he got knocked out pretty bad. Kamaru Usman and Brian yeah. Barberena, both uh, unanimous decisions. 
Okay, never mind that he didn't get knocked out. He got punched up good though. Like Kamaro outstruck him seventy one to twenty five. That's what it was. And damn, uh, uh, Barbarino too. Uh, yeah, one twenty to to seventy nine. Mm-hmm. He got two after that, so. So that's that would be you know why you thought he got knocked out because of how fucking just crazy the striking numbers <laughs> were, but yeah, the disparage of them. Um. Yeah, then he turned it around. He beat uh, Salim Tuhari uh, and Sultan Aleve by Dr. Stoppage. How's Kraus doing? How's... Kraus won uh, the fight that he had. He's on a winning streak. Yeah, he's on a winning streak. That's the thing, though. Like He was, he was on a two-fight winning streak before he got onto the show. Okay. That's the thing that didn't make any sense because there were other fighters that maybe, you know, were on a losing streak that should have gotten the shot, not James Krause. But he's continued to win. He beat Tom Galicchio in the ultimate fighter um, on the finale. finale. Yeah, on the finale. Um, not in the finale, but – and then uh, in January beat Alex White by decision. Mm. Even though Alex White outstruck him. Uh, I'm going to go with Worley just because I like Worley more. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with your sentiments and take Worley because I want Worley to win. Uh, <laughs> Corey Sandhagen taking on Erie Alcantara. <coughs> <laughs> Corey Sandhagen looks like he doesn't even fight. <laughs> <laughs> like his body. That's true. Uh, San Hagen's most recent fight was against Austin Arnett, and he got a second round knockout back in January of 2018. Cantara beat Joe Soto back in February 2018. First round KO. Yeah. Performance of the night. But before that, he had two losses, though. <clears throat> Brian Kelleher and Alejandro Perez most recently. Yeah, Kelleher was the submission that... Uh, Round one submission, yeah. Yeah. Damn, God, that went for the, that went for the takedown. He got submitted in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it. I'm going to take Alcantara. Yeah, I like Alcantara. I don't know. I mean, those guys eight and one, but this guy's 35 and nine. Yeah, 40 fucking four fights. I'm gonna go with Alcantara. I like I like the dude. He's a good fighter. Yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take Alcantara if I uh, if I sleep on San Hagen for one more fight. Oh well, <laughs> I'll jump on the hype train next. Andrew Sanchez taking on Marcus Perez. Sanchez looks like he's drunk in his photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He had way too many beers. He, before he, he looks so drunk in this fucking in the UFC picture. El Dirty or El El Dirty. Dirty. Pronounce his nickname. Probably El, El Dirty. Dirty Sanchez. El Dirty Sanchez. Why did he just put a Y? I don't know, man. Probably El Dirty, but he was probably drunk when he when he, he probably too. he probably was like, yeah, I'll just go to spell Dirty with an E. Spell it with an E. Fuck it. Dirty Sanchez. 
Um, uh, I'm looking up. I think I remember Mark. Marcus Perez. Perez is one and one in the UFC with a loss to Anders here. and uh, a submission win over James uh, Bochnevik back in May. Must have been the Bochnevik submission. I remember. Yeah, because I don't remember his fight with Eric Anders. Because I remember him celebrating at the end. Sanchez. Which was, it was quick. Yeah, it was first-round submission. Sanchez has been knocked out twice in his two most recent fights, having not fought I, since December. I did see him against Anders, though, when I went back and saw tape on Anders. But I was watching because of Anders, because I was studying off for the Loyoto Machida. So that's why I saw Marcus or Marcus. I don't like don't Sanchez. Me, What's that? We almost got, don't die on me. We almost got this, bro. I won't die on you. I won't die on you. I'm going to go with uh, Maluco. Yeah. Marcus I'm, Perez. I'm taking Perez. I'm taking Perez. Mickey's back. Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall versus George Sullivan will kick off. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, 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 Mickey. <laughs> I had a joint in my hand, so I couldn't clap it, so I just slapped against my leg. Uh, nice. Mickey taking on the silencer, George Sullivan. Mickey, no nickname needed, Gull. No nickname needed. Uh, I haven't seen Mickey since he lost back in November. To Randy. To Randy Brown by unanimous decision. Uh, where it's kind of weird seeing Mickey on this uh this low on the card, but he is coming off a loss, right? But great time to redeem himself. Yep, refocus. I mean, I, I saw he he said that it it loss helped him refocus. So hopefully, well, uh, for people that don't know, he's training with um, what's his name, the kickboxer. Joe, you know his name. Well, they do that. Uh, Smoke cigarettes all day, bald. Joe's friend, Joe Rogan's friend. Yeah, that's what I was trying Joe to say. Schilling. Joe he tra- Schilling. Tra- he trains with Joe Schilling, so they've been trading. They've been trading techniques. Joe Schilling's been teaching him how to kickbox, and he's been training Joe how to uh, grapple. Grapple. Nice. So he he moved his training camp from New Jersey, wherever he's from, his hometown that he's been training with forever. To pick up new skills, so I think it's going to be interesting to see if Mickey Gull is mixing in his new skill set, what he's learning, and see how how his skill, how his game is developing, as well. Sullivan's on a two-fight losing streak, um, having lost recently to Nico Price back in January by submission, and uh, January. Nico- Nico Price ago. is proving not to be a no joke dude. No, Nico Price is is no ho, <laughs> no ho at all. <laughs> Dangerous. He just looks like a goofy bastard. Yeah, with that little tiny fucking ponytail. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Nick Mickey to bounce back. Yeah, I'm going with Mickey too. I think he bounces back. Ooh, it's my girl JoJo. Oh, I love. Fucking Calgarywood. Oh, God, I love me some JoJo. I love her accent, dude. Me that too. fucking That Scottish. Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's why I liked a lot of the women in ICW because they all have Scottish accents. Speaking Scottish of ICW, did, did you see they're going to make the NXT European Championship for the European females? Yeah, but I saw like the the all the wrestlers they had in it, and none of them I recognized from ICW. Oh, that sucks. But like, I expected like Viper to be a part of it at least, mm-hmm. or um, and Kaylee. Fucking, I can't believe Kaylee Ray's not in there. Uh. There's a few other girls from ICW that, but I saw they were gonna give uh, Ricochet the. Oh, he's USA champion. He's the US champion. Yeah, that's what it was. Or he's the sorry, not the USA champion. He's the North American champion for NXT. I thought it was about NXT, NXT, but yeah. Yeah, they like... they pulled a regional a, a previous regional concept belt, the me. North American belt, and they, they he took it off of. Uh, Adam Cole, baby. Good for but, him. Uh, badass match. Yeah, good for him. I like Ricochet. I first saw him in ICW. Uh, Joanne Calderwood taking on Kalindra Ferreira. Ferreira. I don't know. For something. Uh, yeah, Ferreira. Ferreira. Coming off. Those of, Brazilians probably fucking pronounce it way different. Probably Fajaya. Yeah, Fajaya. Probably Kalindra Fajaya. Yeah. Uh, she's coming off of two straight losses. Jessica I by split decision back in January. And uh, Maria Romero Barella in October of 2017 by submission. Jojo. This is that. Been out for a while, hasn't she? Yeah. She hasn't competed since losing to Cynthia Cavallo. Oh, okay. Cavio last summer. Last July, and it was uh, it was close, but I I still had Kavio winning. I don't think Joanne did. So I think this is JoJo's first fight at one twenty five. Okay, but yeah, because the Kavila one was at one fifteen. Yeah, because at that point was, that was the two... Andrade one. No, 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 because Andrade never or yeah, she never made it to one twenty five. She well, they had down. they didn't even have the one twenty five division mm-hmm. at that point yeah, because yeah okay. The, uh, the yeah the belt didn't even happen until uh, December two thousand and seventeen. That was in July. So, so JoJo's first fight at one twenty five. I think it's a better weight class for her for sure. Yeah, it's definitely one that she won't have to stress her body a lot. She'll come in a lot more hydrated, a lot healthier, and uh, we can see better performance on her part. I'm excited for JoJo. Me too. Me too. That being said, I'm going for jo- Joanne. For Calderwood. sure. For sure. She's my pick. Yeah. I'm going to go listen to some interviews after this from Joanne. <laughs> just to hear her voice. Yeah. She's a soft-spoken warrior, dude. She's she is. Shit. That's what I and like. She's not like. She's not like super beautiful, but there's something about her. I don't know. It's that quiet sexiness. She's got like, it's just like a subtle, she's just like a super cute, down-to-earth, cool chick mm-hmm. they can kick your ass they can definitely kick your ass and probably out drink you the tattoos oh, she'll, she'll out drink me the, the tattoos help me as well um yeah you keep on trying to make me get tattoos jeff i'm not trying to make you do anything <laughs> i was just curious i was just curious if because i didn't realize that your brother had already had that tattoo mm-hmm. before so i thought it was his first one i got a tramp stamp you're going to get a tramp stamp? 
maybe. You should get the, F- about it. get the FHP as a tram stamp. <laughs> or the Batman symbol. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's one definitely tattoo, definite tattoo I want to get that I should get right here on my arm? The Hellfish Bonanza from The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, Jesus has one. That son of a bitch beat me to it. He's got one on his forearm. But I wouldn't mind getting one so we could be part of the Hellfish Bonanza the from The Simpsons. fucking Hellfish. Yeah. Dude, do it. <laughs> yeah, I want to get it. It's a fucking sick tattoo. And I love The Simpsons. Right. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I got JoJo as well. Um, two more fights left on the card. Drew Dober taking on John Tuck. Uh, Dober. Dude, is this a fight of the fucking jaws? Yeah. You're going to fight like giraffes and just fucking whack each other's jaws against each other. Do you see these guys? Yes, dude. I I do. Holy fuck. They're like lower jaw is bigger than their like cranium. (laughs) Damn. Dauber coming off of he's on two fight winning streak with a KO over uh, Josh Berkman back in July of 2017. And uh, most recently, a decision win over Frank Camacho back in June. These guys have never been knocked out. I can guarantee you that. Uh, let's see, we talk. <laughs> Tuck has Pretty not sure. been knocked out. Dober probably has, though. He's got like eight losses. Um, Watch him all beat his scissor submissions. Tuck's losses. last win came in June of 2017 over Gomi. Mm. Oh, boy. Mmm. Didn't Gomi just pick up a win over Melvin Gillard? Dober has not been knocked out in the UFC either. What? He is. uh, He has um, decision loss, decision loss, submission, submission. These guys just chew gum on their off time. This is a fucking coin flip. Yeah. Especially with the fucking, no one's getting knocked out in this fight. Nah, no one's getting knocked out in this fight. I'm going to go with Dober. Yeah, Dober. Fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, oh. Now I don't even care that Luke Saunders is fighting because he's not dating Becky Lynch anymore. Yeah, right? Becky Lynch just turned heel, though. SummerSlam. Becky Lynch is sexy. Speaking of accents. Yeah. <laughs> Your first fight of the early prelims, Ronnie Yaha taking on Cool Hand Luke Sanders Saunders. Mr. I'm going I'm going with Ronnie, not because Luke Saunders broke up with him, but fuck him because of that, because he broke up with her. Did he he broke up with her? I don't know. I'm thinking. Maybe she just grew tired of him because he kind of looks like a douchebag. Maybe. Maybe. I'm picking Ronnie Yaha too. Yeah, I think he's gonna win though, just he's he's a Killer on the floor. Dude, yeah, it's, it's fucking 76% sub rate. That's why yeah. he's going to win. Uh-huh, and he's going to get it to the floor. There's no way he's not no. going to this fight. No. Ronnie Yaha is, is like a just a little tiny version of like a Damian Maya or a Jacare. Mm-hmm. I think with good, like Damian Maya, but with good takedowns. Yeah. With better takedowns. Better takedowns. Take yeah. Yeah, actual wrestling and not mm-hmm. just jujitsu. 
not I'm going to pull you and pull guard. Yeah, right, exactly. Or jump on your back and backpack you for ever. All right, so we got uh, a decent amount of news stories, but uh, then we're out of here. Uh, Gray Maynard's to fight Nick Lentz at UFC 229. I don't know. Gray Maynard's still fighting in the UFC? Right. I don't, the last fight I remember of Maynard was that uh, fight against fucking. Uh, oh, shit. What the hell is the dude's name? Ryan. Uh, the Jiu Jitsu guy, where all he did was try to do fucking Imanari rolls. And Gray wouldn't go to the floor with him. He was on the Ultimate Fighter that, uh, I think he beat Artem. I don't know, bro. I don't either. I can't think of his name now. Whatever. Well, I'll figure it out when we get back to this fight in a couple of weeks. Oh, no, wait. Most recently, fucking Maynard beat uh, Ishihara. Was it the super popular Japanese guy with the ladies? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. So, there's that. Uh... You reminded me about this. Um, Desmond Green was supposed to fight. Who was he supposed to fight in Moscow? Tumanoff. That's right. He was supposed to fight Tumanoff, but that fight's not happening. Uh, yeah. Because Desmond Green now faces traffic and drug charges prior to involvement in Tragic Crash. Yeah, I hadn't read all that until you told me about it. I was like, oh. Uh, well. Yeah. The article says Desmond Green was facing several driving-related charges before his involvement in a fatal crash Saturday. Per the uh, Broward County uh, Public Records, he was involved in a minor crash just two weeks ago before the tragic one that occurred over the weekend and was cited at the time for driving with a suspended or revoked license without proof of insurance. In April, he was pulled over and later charged with marijuana possession and driving with expired tags. Uh, For those that don't know, Green lost control of his SUV Saturday morning, veering into the path of a tractor trailer, which caused a crash involving three other vehicles in Davie, Florida. Per a press release courtesy of the Highway Patrol spokesperson, uh, two women were killed in the crash. The driver of the car they were in was also seriously hurt. Um, Green and Armando Alvarez, who was driving the other vehicle, another vehicle, both suffered minor injuries. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Not only because it does, like it doesn't seem like well, not that it's not an accident, but just that it, it keeps on happening. It's like something that could be avoided. That doesn't need to, like he doesn't need to do this stupid shit. Get so here they list his like his charges and time. So on four twenty. Green was pulled over in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and found to have expired tags. The officer said in the incident report that he smelled cannabis in the vehicle. Green admitted to having marijuana and mushrooms in the SUV. 
A canine unit was called, and marijuana and mushrooms were found in clear plastic bags inside green shoe on the pass shoes on the passenger side. <clears throat> the amount of marijuana was less than twenty grams. Uh, on August second, Green was in a minor accident in Deerfield Beach, Florida, where he was cited by police afterward for driving with suspended or revoked license and no proof of insurance. All these charges remain pending. And now Green will probably face new ones for the fatal crash over the weekend. What caused Green's SUV to swerve is still open in the investigation. Uh, they're waiting for toxicology reports. No. Yep. Uh, the investigator has 90 days to c- complete a report, and the toxicology report still remains pending. Well, they're definitely going to find weed in the system. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. It doesn't go away. If he's not, you know, didn't wasn't drunk, too, since it was the early morning. That's what, I, that's what I was thinking at first, but there wasn't really anything that they said that he was drunk or That's what I was assuming. Well, they probably, yeah, they won't release that until the uh, the toxicology reports come back to list everything that he was on. So he's fucked. Yeah. Fucked. Kiss your career goodbye, son. You're going to prison. Bunch of little mistakes. Yep. That led to a two fatal, two fatalities. Yep. Um, next story, Evan Dunham will retire after USC, uh, Sao Paulo fight with Francisco Trinaldo. <clears throat> kind of scared because why would you announce it before the fight? Are you, are you putting a hundred percent into this or he said, my goals and priorities have shifted through the years and I'm ready to concentrate on building my dri- my gym as well as any new opportunities that come my way. He's 36. Mm. Thought it was younger. No, he's 36 year old, 36 years old. Uh, he joined the UFC in 2009 in his eighth professional fight. He has gone eleven, seven, and one inside the octagon. Said I've gone toe to toe with many of the world's best competitors, and I'm truly grateful for this. My passion for jujitsu will continue to be my driving force in my gym, and at slight. So he's mostly going to just focus on training jujitsu and doing some doing some, those tournaments, doing some uh, select competitions. Yeah. Me. Hey, good for him. Mazel tov. Yeah. Sorry, I had a bit of cotton mouth. From what? From smoking marijuana. Um, it was announced that Amanda Nunes and Nina Asaroff, Ansaroff are now engaged. Nice. Yeah, Amanda posted the picture. With uh, the ring on her finger with Nina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nina's finger, I guess. And... Boxing news. Uh, Deontay Wilder versus Fury is going to happen. Yeah. I don't think they've announced a date or a venue, but uh, they're already announcing it, that it's going to happen, that they've come to uh, terms or something. Good. Shab was going to announce a date, and the 
venue, but he didn't because they haven't yet. But there, I guess there's one set or there's one being talked about. Uh, great heavyweight fight. Uh, Fury coming back from his mental breakdown after beating Klitschko, which was like the heavyweight god forever. People were bored of watching Klitschko jab his opponents to death and be heavyweight king. Fury came and dethroned him. Joshua came and beat him up after the fact, after Tyson had kind of gone on his sabbatical, as you would call it. And uh, Wilder's made his way up there, too. The Bronze Bomber, he's collected a title for himself. He wants to unify the belts. Joshua's got the rest of them. But I don't think Joshua's... I'm not saying he's scared. I'm just saying his team didn't want to fight him now because they wanted to set up a payday for them no matter what. So if he gets wilder, it's a super payday, but he'll probably have to come to the United States. If it's Fury, he could stay in the UK and he still gets paid. But I don't know. People, a lot of, they shouldn't sleep on Fury. He's no joke. The guy's unorthodox. He does. He boxes very weird. So it's going to be interesting to watch him versus Wilder to see, to set up the Joshua fight. But heavyweight boxing, bro. Yeah, I'm excited. Good I've, right now. I've been excited for for a Wilder Joshua fight for a little bit, so it needs to happen. But this is you're gonna get through Fury. Get that payday. Get that payday. No. Get in there. Uh, the UFC announces a 15 fight or 15, announce 15 fights. For Dana White's Contender Series Brazil, um, that are going to begin airing in Brazil starting this week. Damn, only Brazilians. Well, it's gonna so it's gonna um, air in Brazil first, and then it's gonna air in a later date um, on Fight Pass. So probably the following week, I would think, or you know whatever. But uh, yeah, that's. It's it's gonna it's gonna be on uh, the Brazilian pay per view network uh, combate first. Okay, because results are gonna get out though. Yeah. Yeah. So it may it may I don't know they don't they don't have it just says which airs on a later date on Fight Pass. Um. All right. But uh, episode one airs August twenty fourth in Brazil. Uh. No real names, maybe other than uh, Bellator veteran Augusto Saki is fighting uh, fighting on episode one. Episode two airs August thirty first. Uh, you got Luis Henrique da Silva fighting on that fu- or fighting on that card. Um, and then the third episode airs in September with no names that I recognize. So, all right. Uh, keep an eye out on Fight Pass. I guess I'm sure we'll get some kind of announcement when the when they're going to start airing on Fight Pass as well. We'll bring that to you hopefully maybe next week. Yep. I don't know. Whenever the whenever Dana White hits us up and lets us know. Yeah, whenever whenever Dana hits my DMs and lets me know. Yeah, whenever he texts me, I'll I'll let you guys know. Yeah. Uh, Phil Davis versus Vadim Nem- uh, Nemkov booked for a November 15th Bellator show in Israel. Um, 
Nemkov is the highly regarded training partner of heavyweight legend Fedor Emelianenko. He's 26 years old and is unbeaten in two Bellator appearances with knockout wins over former champion Liam McGarry. Oh, I remember that fight. Poor Liam. Poor Liam. I really like Liam McGeary. Yeah, he's had a tough time, though. Yeah, he's had a tough go of it lately. Uh, Uh, Let's see. Phil Davis was the champion for a moment, beating Liam McGeary, but lost his first defense against Ryan Bader. But then he won his last two fights, including the head kick knockout of Linton Vassell back in May. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, this fight's going to be a, also featuring a welterweight rematch between Ryan Couture, son of Randy, and Israel's own uh, Haim Gozali. The first fight took place in Bellator 180. That Couture won by net, unanimous decision. This is a rematch? Yeah. Yeah, it's a rematch from uh, back in, uh, I think it was like, I don't remember when they had, I think it was like when they did their first pay-per-view. Um, that, that card's going to also be headlined with a featherweight title with uh, Patricio Fieri taking on Emmanuel Sanchez. One mm. of the pit bulls. Uh, Michael McDonald has to have surgery on his broken left hand that he broke back uh, in his last fight in a 58-second knockout over former champion Eduardo Danes. Something that's plagued McDonald's career, pretty much his whole career, he missed uh, three years with injuries to his hand and wrist. God damn. From 2000, December 2013 to January 2016. Um, after having a pretty good run, uh, you know, and he was doing pretty good in Bellator. He's 2-0 since going over. Um, but, uh. He had a surgery. His first attempt to fix his hand wasn't as successful as they hoped. And they're going to move on with another surgery. Not only did I did he shatter, this is his statement, not only did I shatter my bone in my hand, but I also crushed it. I lost one quarter inch off of my knuckle and pointer finger length. God damn. Slightly misaligns and uh, deforms my fists, which will be a huge danger for me to continue punching. We're going to try to, to fuse my hand bones together and also extend it back to its original length, along with adding a surgical steel plate for reinforcement. It's crazy to say, but this could possibly still only be a portion of my recovery. The last bone fusion I had on my right hand <clears throat> was a two-surgery process, one to add the steel plate and fuse the bones along with extracting bone marrow from another part of my body. And yet another surgery a month afterward to remove the steel plate and screws from my hand since they were so close to my wrist. Um, yeah. You got uh, punches too fucking hard. 
Pray for a speedy recovery from Michael McDonald. It sucks that he's he's lost so many years of his career. He was he was a yeah. promising fighter at that point when he first got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, three more stories, and then we out of here. Artem Lobov versus Zubariah uh, Tukhogov. Tukhogov booked for uh, UFC Mokhtan. I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, where is that? That's somewhere in Canada. Okay. October 27th. It's the fucking M-O-N-C-T-O-N. I don't know how the hell you pronounce it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Ryan can let us know. Mokhtan. Mokhtan. I don't know why that's so hard for me, but yeah, Ryan can tell me later. He'll tell me all about it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's gonna be taking place in October. Good. Good, good. Uh there is an arrest or warrant issued for that piece of shit, racist bastard, husband of Andrea Lee, Donnie Aaron for domestic violence charges. You know, there's something I didn't like about that yeah, guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah, that guy turns out to be an even bigger piece of shit. Not only did he kill someone, shot him seven times, went to jail for it, got out, but he he got Nazi tattoos and then people still wanted to defend them. And then he beat Andrea Lee. Yeah. So beat her he's and got all to, of them. Beat her and tried to put a cigarette out on her arm. Yeah, so he's a murderer, woman beater, and a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck that guy. Negligent homicide. Yeah, he shot a dude like seven times in the back or something. It was a cop. He was a cop. Fucking, <laughs> fucking piece of shit. I think he's still out there, though. I hope yeah. they get him, and I hope he ends up back in prison and somebody fucking takes care of him. And I hope he rots in hell. Yeah, I do. I hope he rots in a fucking cell. I have no love for fucking men that beat women. None. None. I mean, the ra- the racist shit was the was done with right, right then and there, you know, but... but I have absolutely fucking. There's a special place in hell for men who beat women. Yeah. Especially on a little hundred and fucking twenty five pound girl. You was a bitch. Yeah. At least fight a girl the same size as you. Right. Like Gabby Garcia. Yeah. Fight her. I don't want to fight her. <laughs> I don't want to fight Cyborg either. I don't think anyone wants to fight those two chicks. No. That's why they train with each other. I don't want to fight either one of them. They're both scary. <laughs> scary as fuck. Uh, let's end it on a happy note. UFC 229 is almost sold out. Put on your shocked face. Conor McGregor what? is almost sold out in an arena. What? What? Uh, and is already the second largest gate in UFC history. 
Mm-hmm. Tickets were put on sale to the public on Friday. Uh, this article was published on Sunday. And USC ticket sales are already the second largest live gate in MMA history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, biggest gate because you could fucking not set prices. And then when, yeah. when you want to set prices, you set them yeah. for ridiculous that's, amounts. Yeah, that's how you, yeah. Ticket price range from 205 to 2505 had only a few hundred tickets, all in the most expensive sections available. After the first three minutes, tickets were put on sale to the public. The show was reported as an immediate sellout, but there were still a small amount of tickets left at the Axis ticket site. At $990 and above Saturday afternoon, on Friday night, there were only 300 tickets left remaining. Yeah, no people want to see this fight. She's Connor's got that fucking. He's got that following, man. It's crazy. Everyone wants to see him fight. Everyone wants to talk about it. That's all they want to talk about. Right. Either get used to it or get mad. But whatever, man. I'm down for it. Fuck yeah. I'm down. Let's make this shit happen. Yeah. But, yeah, no surprise. It's the. biggest gate right no shocks no shock at all there yeah because they know the celebrities are going to buy the tickets ring court or ringside court gate side more celebrities paid for those fucking tickets more eyes more people like oh well they watch the ufc so i'm gonna fucking i'll watch it too right Oh, yeah. I mean, I, we got to talk about... Uh, so, I, I actually want to talk about the fucking... Before we go. The the highlight kick that... Uh, I can't think of the guy's name that he landed on James Gallagher. The, the fucking Shawn Michaels kick. Shit. Um, something Pineda. Um, a beautiful kick. A, a great fight on his part, for sure. I think it was Jose Pineda. I might be wrong on that. Um, hang on, I I'll find it. Sure, Doc should have it. I got you. Uh, Ricky Bendeas. Uh, I was way off. <laughs> Ricky Bendeas. Um, a lot of people just shitting all over fucking Gallagher. On Twitter, mm-hmm. like just taking so much pride in the kid getting beat, and, and I, it's be, it, it's because people like this have never competed in anything in their lives. That's what I've come to realize. And I get like people kind of got tur- get turned off by his because he's very brash. And dude, uh, this is MMA, dude. We're f- they're fighting. This is a twenty-one-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. You you have to have this kind of ego in this game if you want to get ahead. Because you you believe you're the fucking man. Now, if you choose to show it, then that's up to you. I, I dude, I'm all right with it. Especially the showmanship. This is an entertainment sport as well. I like this. Well, that's because I like WWE as well. But a lot of people were ragging on both of them. No, look, you give it and you get it. James yeah. Gallagher gave gave him the fucking trash talk. He gave he got in his face and Ricky Ricky Bandejas Bandejas. Fucking knocked the fuck out of Gallagher, Gallagher with a fucking super kick. He beat, sweet chin music. He beat the brakes off of him. But you yeah, know what? 
Then he stood over him twice, and people were outraged about that. And it's like, what do you mean? It's like, look, this is fighting. And yeah. Gallagher did it first. And I know it wasn't over the knockout or anything. And no, it's like, it, oh, well, it's disrespectful. Look, it's deserved. you choose to carry yourself in that ring how you choose to carry yourself. Yep. He didn't hit him after the bell. He didn't break any rules. Nope. He was getting his trash talk back. He's like, all right, you want to trash talk now? Well, let's see you after the you, fight. And that's exactly up, what happened. You want to get up in my face right before the fight starts. Yeah. Like, all that shit. No, nah, man. Like, I like Gallagher a lot, and I see a lot of potential in that kid. And do I think this might be a, the perfect humbling experience for him? Sure. Everybody's got to get knocked the fuck out once to just to learn. But remember, everybody's shitting on this kid and burying him and taking pride and joy and all this ha-ha-ha. Remember what? Remember how everybody was all, in, myself included, was kind of ready to, to shit on Aaron Pico when he got knocked out in his first fight. Now what happened? And Gallagher had already proven himself in fucking Bama and Bellator and shit like that before this, this loss happened. Like, mm-hmm. this is a 21-year-old kid. He ain't done. No, dude, and people learn, and there's so many skill sets in this game that you don't necessarily have to polish what everyone else is polishing. You can work on games that that you need to work on, on skill sets that you need to work on that aren't just boxing. It could be kickboxing. It could be fucking jujitsu. It could be wrestling. It could be judo. It could be skill sets that you don't have that you could be adding. This kid is so young. He's learning. He's de- His body's still developing. He's still growing. Like, yeah, like you don't develop your your full man body to like 25 so where your shoulders are all the way out, your fucking mm-hmm. chest is barreled out, like he's still gaining that body. Yeah. And then applying that, the, and then getting those skill sets as well. Like he's, you never stop learning in MMA because everyone continues to learn and everyone continues to develop their skill sets. That yeah, everyone has the same skill sets, but it's how you apply them and how you implement them and develop a game plan into it. He Not trains. just going there like I'm gonna knock this guy out. He trains with some of the best coaches. Mm-hmm. He's young. He's young. He's a kid. He's gone. And in, in Bellator, they have a lot of young talent that they get from regionals. They get from regional scenes that we don't necessarily know how good they are. And we could be seeing someone in Ricky Bendejas that is very good as well. If, if memory serves me right, Ricky Bendejas is no joke. Like he this was, is his first fight in Bellator, but look what he did to their to their star kid, man. I'd heard his name go prior to this fight. CFFC, he's fought in there for a while. As I say, I've heard I've heard his name batted around a little bit. That he was legit. I think I might even heard Rogan talking about him. Possibly. I don't know, but I knew that name. Uh anyway, yeah, that was that was just that's my little diatribe for the, for the fucking. Don't bury the kid. Mm-hmm. Don't bury the kid. He ain't done yet. He ain't done yet. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's that. That's that. No show Thursday because I'll be watching football. You're gonna go to your nephew. Yeah, first first game in the season. The next nine weeks, Friday nights belong to football, pretty much. Nice. Yeah. 
I'm excited. It's a big year for him. He's got a lot of expectations. Seems to have his head screwed on pretty straight about it. I had a pretty good talk with him last night. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of talent. Kid works hard. He deserves it. So, hoping for big things. Well, good luck with that. Tell him I said good luck. I will. On the season. I will, my brother. I appreciate that. Oh, let's wrap this bitch up. Call it a night. Boom. Let me get the music. Let me get the music. Let me just go YouTube. There we go. Boom. All right. As always, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. Raphael and I, we're both throwing up the wolf pack. Too sweet. Too sweet. Too sweet. We uh, we may we we won't be back on Thursday, but this won't be the only uh, the only programming we put out this week. Keep your eye out the end of the week for a uh, a return of the Sunday session. Boom. 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 That's gonna wrap it up. For Raphael, I'm Jeff. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you later. It's fucking immaculate the way your daughter's smacking dick. Surprised she hasn't taken gymnastic dick inside her alley. You, the golf wang hooligans, is fucking up the school again. It's showing you and yours that breaking rules is fucking cool again. <laughs>